Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up and welcome to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. My name is Sam, Sam Dracula, if you want to be formal with it. And we're back again with some games to talk about for the first time in forever. Thank you to everybody that's been rocking with the podcast through the summer um, with no basketball, you know, a lot of speculation <laughs> to be had during that time. And now we have some concrete hoops to talk about for the first time since May. You know, it feels good to see. It was really good to see our guys in action once again. Uh, it was really good to see the home court once again, even though that the second game against the uh, the uh, the Grizzlies didn't go too well. But hey, we'll, we'll get into all that in a second. I'm gonna talk about the Thunder game as well and also look ahead to the rest of the preseason, which I believe is the, <laughs> I should look this up before I start recording. I believe it's the uh, the Heat and the, and the Mavericks the rest of the way. But I'll say all that to say thank you. We're here. We're back every single week. Um, we'll figure out like a regular cadence within the week as uh, as the podcast goes on. When I have my my schedule figured out, you guys will be the first to know. But for right now, we're kind of sporadic with it. But they'll be around every single week. You can count on that. Uh, before we get into talking about the games, we have some roster news to talk, to discuss. Uh, two guys officially waived from the roster, Xavier Sneed and DJ Carton. Um, those guys, you know, are bottom of the roster guys, long shots to make the final team, obviously. And best of best wishes to them um, individually. We haven't seen Carton play at all this preseason thus far. We saw him in summer league. I think he showed some promise, but as a point guard, his, his ability to not shoot the ball very well from distance or will, it didn't really show didn't really seem to be a willing shooter either um, within summer league. And if you're not shooting in summer league, I don't think you're ever going to shoot in the league itself. So that is not a surprise. Uh, Xavier Sneed was a member of the, the summer league roster as well. Yeah, he, he has some he has some really good moments here and there. But again, a long shot uh, to make the final roster. Um, he was involved in the G League last year. Carton was an undrafted rookie. Um, in this class. So I don't know what their futures individually or collectively hold. Um, best wishes to them. I wish them the very best. Hopefully they can find a landing spot, if not with the swarm with somebody else, you know, but uh, best wishes to them. That's far as, as far as the roster goes, that's all we have to really discuss. Um, hopefully by the time the next couple of games roll around, we have Mason Plumlee back, Hayward back from the health and safety stay that they're on. And then um, uh, Kelly Oubre, hopefully we get him back as well after his nasty fall in that first game of the season. But before we talk about the games, I want to say thank you to Bet Online for sponsoring the podcast. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50%, that's 5-0, welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your bonus. That's B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. 
Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All righty. So let's let's take these games one by one. All right. You know, it's some it's almost said the summer league. It's not summer league. It's the preseason. Right. So you try to take everything with a grain of salt, mind you. And for me, at least, you just want to see positive indicators. Right. Nothing like really get you too hyped about, but just little things that make you feel a little better. For instance, LaMelo Ball in the first game exhibited no issues whatsoever with his right wrist, right? We saw him come back after the injury for that 10-game stretch. He wasn't the same kid that we saw pre-injury. This, the LaMelo Ball we're seeing this preseason thus far is the LaMelo Ball we saw before we got injured. So no, like stats, score line, box scores, whatever, all that notwithstanding, I don't care. I'm glad he's healthy and looks healthy. And then when you look at the score line, the box line, the box score, excuse me, and uh, his efficiency, seven of 13 in that first game, it's like, all right, this is LaMelo. LaMelo's back. Concerns erased, right? And then so we, we got an idea what the starting five will be, at least when the season begins. Hayward, Bridges, LaMelo, Terry, and Mason Plumley. then off the bench, Oubre and uh, PJ Washington. Those guys came in together halfway through the first quarter. I assume that's how things will run throughout when everyone's available. <laughs> uh, that's how things will run in the first part of the season, if not for the entirety of the regular season, which I'm cool with. Um, as we'll get to in the Grizzlies game, the team can't really operate around the boards <laughs> when there isn't a big man on the floor. And so having Mason Plumley as that, that like the definitive big man on the team and then playing PJ at the four or at the five, depending on the matchup, makes the most sense. It maximizes his minutes in that scenario because then you can really pick and choose. And with this Thunder game specifically, we saw 20 minutes from PJ and 15 from, from Plumlee. And I think, that's, I think that will be it. I think Plumlee will start more games, but PJ will play more minutes just because of his versatility. And as he should, PJ, PJ is among the future core of this team. Plumlee is not. He's the president of the team, given his age and experience, which is a positive thing because this team needs that age and experience. But Hayward, uh, first game we've, we've seen him play in forever since he stepped on Miles Turner's foot. Three of seven in his first game out, uh, three rebounds, two assists, two turnovers, two fouls, whatever. I'm just glad he looked good and, and moving around well. And there was no signs of anything. I sure hope not. That was a long time ago when he got hurt, plus the full summer. He, he looks to be 100%. So no worries there. He just got to get his legs under him. Played 17 minutes. And, uh, you know, all, <laughs> pandemic notwithstanding, it would have been nice to see him um, against the Grizzlies to see if that minute total increased from game one to game two. So that's one of the things I'll be looking forward to as we get into the the deeper uh, well, game three and game four of the preseason. Will Hayward play more minutes? Because, you know, he needs to get his, his uh, NBA lungs about, about him. He hasn't been around in a long, long time. And then with, this, with the, uh, the, the other starter, with the other starters, Bridges and Terry, um, they're those guys, man. They're them, they're them boys. They're constants. And, and Bridges is looking more and more confident. He's getting involved in the half court, taking pull-up shots. I like it. When um when the second unit is on, when he's when Bridges is kind of leading that second unit, when you have the younger guys in the lower rotation guys on the court, and Bridges is out there, when they when the ball crosses, wow, excuse me, when the ball crosses half court, Miles has his head up, his hands up, he wants that ball. 
I love that from him. I love that confidence. This team will, 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 will thrive off that. When things aren't working, we'll need guys to get going. And um, this was a game specifically <laughs> where everyone got going. It was really nice to see. It was a definitive win for the Hornets, which is always appreciated. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you get, Can you tell I'm recording this the day after the, the Grizzlies game? <laughs> but hey, listen, listen. It's all good. I'm very, so this Thunder team isn't the strongest team. They have a lot of interesting players. Josh Giddy is somebody. He played 29 minutes in that game. And he's a dude who I didn't rate very highly at all coming into the draft. I didn't want him in Charlotte, not because of any um, individual concerns, like him, the, no comment on him as a player. I just didn't see how he would work with this current roster and watching him play against the Hornets. But, ooh, maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe he could work here. You know, he did, I think him and LaMelo could work together in the backcourt um, at times. But I'm very happy. I w- I'm very happy with uh, with James Book Knight. So I don't want I'm I'm good. I'm very good with how things played out. Cause Book Knight had a night. Had a night <laughs> on uh, was that Monday? What day? I don't even know what day of the week that game was. Whatever. You know when the game was. Um seven to twelve. Love that. Love that efficiency. Perfect from the free throw line. Love that even more. Um what do you have? Four rebounds, two assists, three steals, four turnovers, which you'll have in two fouls. Like that's just rookie stuff. You'll have that 20 points overall. He just he just dripped confidence. And I, like that, that bench scoring is going to be so, so important for this roster in the aftermath of Devante and Malik's departure. The team lost a lot of scoring from the backcourt, but in general, like the shooting, the shooting options from distance, really just anywhere on the floor from Oswichita, really took a dip without those guys. So it's going to be, we need guys like PJ, we need guys like, now, I don't see guys like it's everybody. Everybody has to step up because the new guys that brought in, that's not really their thing. Ubre, he, he doesn't get paid in this league because of his offense. It's his defense, which we saw. We saw him very active on the defensive end, causing issues. Um, Plumlee's there for his, his uh, rebounding defense and some playmaking. Like he's not there to score buckets. And then Ish Smith, who looked really explosive. I'm like I'm really I was really blown away by Ish Smith in this game in a, in the in the Grizzlies game which I'll get to in a second. Um in those games I was really really happy with with his with his acquisition. He seems really excited to be playing basketball here in Charlotte which I'm excited for him because he's from this area. Really cool story. But you look at the rest of the bench, right? Uh Xavier Xavier uh Xavier Sneed who just got waived, you know, he's not an offensive-minded guy. He's not on the team anymore. McDaniels, not really the offensive-minded guy. He was 5 of 11 in this game. And then in the Grizzlies game, what was he like? What was that? Let me pull it up. Um, Jalen was 3 of 13. So, obviously, the offensive, the shooting, the scoring, isn't really Jalen's thing. Um, PJ, he's coming off the bench. He'll be an offensive threat. Uh, Kai Jones is a big question mark. JT Thor, big question mark. A one dude, question mark. Cody Martin, offense is in it. The offense isn't his specialty. The scoring isn't his specialty, you know. Same with Nick Richards, same with Ish, same with Uber, like I mentioned. And book, so it's on really book night and PJ. I look at guys off the bench that could give you 20 points on a given night. I don't really expect, and Uber, I guess I put Uber from like a more, Within, like within the arc point of view. Um, so yeah, I, I'll put Oubre in that mix as far as scoring pointing, but like from a shooting, just a, like a distance shooting perspective, it's really only PJ and Booknight. 
not a lot of not a lot of options there. So maybe someone will emerge. We haven't seen Kuboka yet, which I'm very sad about. I love the I love watching him in summer league. Hopefully, hopefully we get to see some of him. Uh, the summer league. Jeez, I keep saying summer league. Hopefully we get to see some of him this preseason, you know. But overall, this 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 performance against the Thunder was really exciting. And also, unrelated to the game, this game wasn't available on TV in Charlotte. All right? Really anywhere. Outside, maybe you could have watched it in T- on TV if you lived in Oklahoma City. Maybe. <laughs> but the, the only way for Hornets fans to watch this was on the Thunder's website or the Thunder's app. Which is pretty good. I like that. I was, I was pretty happy with that. It, it's, it sustained the entire time, which I was worried about this traffic to that app and, and website. The, the website and the app held up very well. I was very surprised by that. I fully expected it to be stuttering or dropping. Like, like you look at <laughs> Peacock and how they couldn't handle really the Olympics or... Even Premier League soccer, like it's like our right, man. What we, what we say in NBC, can, can we get this right? But this uh, whatever streaming service they used on the Thunder website really did the job. Really did the job. And I feel like preseason should be free basketball. <laughs> like it should be accessible to everyone. Like it got me kind of spoiled me a little bit. And it'd be really good for the game. I get you have the local TV rights. It's very important. That's what makes. That's what pays these players' salary. You know. Um, but, 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 bigger picture. Preseason should be accessible by everyone globally. And I like this. It's not the norm. I don't think it's the norm. I don't know if other fan bases have dealt with this, but as I'll talk about in the Grizzlies game, that that experience was way better. Uh, actually, let's get, let's get to the Grizzlies game because this isn't a transition right here. The communication, right? Bally Sports. <laughs> Listen, I didn't expect to do this. <laughs> Ranting about uh, TV coverage wasn't on my rundown, but we're, we're here now. All right, we're here now. On my TV service, my unnamed TV service, because they're not they're not providing any any monies to me or this this podcast. So like I'm not gonna mention them by name. But my TV service and other people's TV services would turn on their guide, right? And uh it would say Bally Sports Southeast, Bally Sports South. I think there's two Bally Sports Souths, which is weird. But I don't know, whatever. It is what it is. Not a hint of Hornets basketball. It was like Oliver outside or some show like that was on. It was like uh, some college softball game and maybe some like drag racing or something like that. Like, I don't know. This is some stuff. Some stuff was on and there wasn't any real communication by Bally Sports or the Hornets on like what channel the stuff was on. So there's a lot of guessing. Like I had to go to Twitter. I had to go to Twitter to see what people were saying. Like, A, get confirmation that the game was going to be on Bally Sports and which channel it was going to be on. I was watching live, so it wasn't an issue. This is completely first world problems. Completely first world problems. So bear with me here, you know? I understand how this may sound, but I was watching live. So I could find it eventually. But I feel for anyone that wasn't able to be home and wanted to DVR this game but couldn't because they didn't know what channel it was on. This is 2021, y'all. Come on. Come on. You know, even at right up until the uh, tip off, the Bally Sports Twitter account didn't say what channel this game was on. It just said they had the game, but even say what it just added themselves. They didn't even say what channel. It was just very poor. And I hope there's two games in the preseason, 
please improve the communication if you can't update the guide in time. I get it. These games, this wasn't a spur of the moment. This wasn't an impromptu basketball game. They had weeks to prepare for this. It just, it just blows my mind that this is the case. But anyway, that's my rant on that. Everyone can do better in this scenario. Please do better. We did, All we want to do is watch the Hornets play and hear Eric Collins, Del Curry, and Nasser Shambody. That's it. Is that too much to ask? Is that too much? But hey, you know what's too much to ask for? <laughs> Not getting an ass whipping against the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> Yo, okay, listen, again, just preseason, all right? But the Grizzlies look really nice, really, 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 really nice. And the Hornets could not stop them, and they could not score. Um, This was the game where Plumlee, Hayward, and Oubre were not available for the Hornets. And so we saw a starting five. PJ goes into the starting five, Cody Martin goes into the starting five. And that leaves a lot of kids on the bench. <laughs> and, you know, when the, when the five can't get it going, guys that play 20-plus minutes, you need, you need help somewhere, and there's nowhere to get the help. Like, help was nowhere to be found until the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, the, sorry, the, the, the third and fourth quarter were completely different than the first half. The first half was brutal. The, the Grizzlies could do whatever they want. I think all five starters had 11 points exactly uh, to end the first half. And Steven Adams, any ball that, was, that came off the rim was in his hands. Like one hand, two hand, didn't matter. Steven Adams was getting any and all rebounds he wanted to get. And there wasn't, any, there wasn't anything the Hornets could do about it. That coupled with PJ being 0 for 6 from 3, LaMelo being 1 for 5, Bridges being 1 of 6, McDaniels being 1 of 5, it's th- that's a lot. A lot of rebounds were to be had in that scenario because there are a lot of misses from from three. You know, PJ was two of ten overall. Uh, Lamelo was five of seventeen. Terry was nice. Terry heated up in the second half. That's why the the second half was what it was. Bridges as well stepped up in a big way. We saw Melo improve from first half to second half, but we weren't getting a lot. Of, we're not getting any offense from Cody Martin, which. I don't blame him for one bit. He played 23 minutes. He busts his ass the entire time um, on both ends of the floor. Like, I don't, I don't understand the, the Martin twin hate, but anyone that watches Cody Martin knows how hard he works. And he's, he's an he's a asset on the floor. It's just an issue when everyone else, the other four guys on the team or on the floor at the time, aren't scoring because it's not going to be his thing. He was one, he took two shots and he made one of them, you know, it's just that that's, he's not going to bring the offense. That's not, a, that's not why he's employed by this team. He's there to cause problems on defense and hustle and transition. Like that's where he's going to bring it. But when everyone else is, isn't clicking, it's like, oh man, we're it's really struggling, really struggling to make it happen. It was also like the first, this game and last game, it's the first time where we we'll like, where we, we're not going to be fully Martinized and, you could, you could hear it in, in Eric Collins' voice. It's a little sad that there's only one, one Martin twin. And there's only one Cody. <laughs> we lost a Cody and a Martin. And we, just, and we have one Cody Martin now. It's weird how that works. So in this game, I was hoping, with, with Mason Plumley out, I was hoping to see more from Kai Jones. Um, maybe, sorry, not more from him, more of him. He played, how many minutes did he play in the first game? He played eight minutes. I don't think he touched the floor to the fourth quarter. Nick Richards got a lot of run. Uh, 12 minutes in the first game. No, no hints of Vernon Carey 
in that game. This game, again, no Vernon Carey um, until way late. He played five minutes. Richards played 12. And uh, Kai played 13. And it looked like Kai was going to get some run here um, until he took a, a 26-footer um, in double coverage off the step back <laughs> and got subbed out right away. That's, and then I don't think he touched the floor again until the fourth quarter. Uh, he, didn't, he definitely didn't take a shot again until the fourth quarter. And that's just one of those rookie things. We saw that in the summer league. I was saying, man, you can't be doing that in the league. You're going to get benched. And yeah, he took, a, he took a step back 26-footer. He took a step back 26-footer with two guys on him and, and bricked it and got benched, um, which is a bummer. But you gotta, you got can't be doing that. Can't be doing that guy. And he'll learn. He'll learn to get that right. And I have no doubts about his potential and what he can offer for this team. But he just needs to rein it in a little bit, you know. Um, but this the game overall was 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 really the first half was really tough. The first quarter being outscored thirty one to nineteen, like it, you're 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 in a bad spot. And then it got worse. Like it just slid downhill quickly. 42 to 24 was the score difference in the second quarter. And it was close after that. The third and fourth quarter, completely different story. But like I mentioned before, uh, Terry, Miles, LaMelo all got hot. That's the, those are the key guys that we need. This team's going to win or lose on the, on those guys' backs. Uh, when Hayward's available, that weight will be spread evenly across all four of their shoulders. But with no Hayward, it's going to be really tough, really tough to get something going. Um, on on either end, um, Ish Smith. Um, I think you know, even though he didn't shoot the ball very well, I thought he looked. Be- I like, I liked what he what I saw against the Grizzlies. Excuse me. Um, it looked like he was playing with a ton of confidence against against his Grizzlies team, and um, uh, that made me excited about his arrival even more. Like it doubled down from what I saw against the Thunder, and then Book Knight. I think he took a step back over like through the first half of the game. Um, but he got hot late, and he was like, "Our oh, man, okay, so this is this is a James Book night we see." So as a rookie, that just may be the 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 pattern we see. Just flashes him in there. You're gonna deal with some inconsistency here and there as he gets his feet under. But he looks like an NBA player. He moves like an NBA player, and I he, he seems to be Terry Rozier light, and I'm here for it. I'm I'm really here for it. But yeah, um, the big men. I want to talk about the big men. So I mentioned Kai Jones. Well. He's an enigma within himself. Nick Richards and Vernon Carey, all right? Nick Richards is getting the the big man minutes because he's a big man. Vernon Carey isn't. He just just isn't. He doesn't have the size that Nick does. And what Nick does is just he needs to exist in the paint, grabbing rebounds, and dunking. That's it. And I think he can do that in this league. He's not the quickest. He's not the strongest doesn't have the most athleticism but if he can avoid foul trouble and just grab rebounds and dunk he'll be like a the 610 version of Cody Martin right that's what I want from him Vernon Carey he, that's he can't do that I don't think I don't think he can do what Nick does the the bat the, he can't be that big man that the Hornets need when a guy like Stephen Adams is grabbing all the rebounds he's not going to be in that mix I look at Vernon, the best version of Vernon is a face-up guy, more of a power forward, more of a four than a five. And that 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 position on this team is really stacked. And so it's gonna be really hard for Vernon to get real, like real minutes. 
So I don't view him. I don't view him as a center. I don't think he has a clear pathway to beginning any significant time with this current roster. Maybe that'll change as things go, but I don't know. I'm kind of worried that um, Vernon may maybe back in Greensboro again. I think Nick stays with this team because with, with like it's Mason Plumley and Nick Richards. Like, that's it. You know, PJ will be in there sometimes, but that's I think that's the big man rotation, and Vernon's kind of the odd man out given what we saw thus far, right? It, when Plumley's back, well, if we see Vernon give Richards minutes instead, then yeah, I'm, maybe I'll be thinking something differently. But as far from the evidence I've seen through summer league and now, it seems like Nick Richards is the, is the preferred big man over Vernon Carey. But again, we'll see two more games. We're halfway through this, the preseason, so a lot, a lot can change in that time. So one other non on court, even though it's kind of on court, thing I want to talk about is the pregame intros. Okay, so since Kemba left, Terry Rozier, you know, Terry Rozier in the sign of trade. So, you know, in the post Kemba era, we saw Terry Rozier in year one, in year two, be the last man introduced in the pregame intros, which is normally the spot for the star of the team, right? This today, not today, that was yesterday when it happened. Yesterday, in those pregame intros, LaMelo Ball was the main event, the last man to be introduced in the pregame intros. I think Terry was like the penultimate one, and then it was LaMelo. I would love to know more about that, um, who decision that was. It wouldn't surprise me if that was Terry's call, because he knows. I was in the building and you hear the ovation like <laughs> you want Lamel's going to get the biggest reaction. So if, as far as the show goes, like Lamel's going to get the biggest reaction. So he should be last because who wants to follow that? <laughs> you know, as much as as much as I love Terry, as much as everyone loves Terry, Lamel is going to get the most love in that scenario when you hear when the PA announcer says his name over anybody else. So that's a little thing. Um, I was wondering when that would happen. And it makes sense to be happening now, especially after his rookie of the year season and so we just we're, we're here with it it's just a small thing it doesn't matter at all but i just wanted to mention that because it, it was caught me by it caught my attention you know caught my attention but what do you guys think you know we have two more games left of the preseason miami heat on monday mavericks on wednesday i don't care about the result i just want to see the team performing well individually um, I want to see Lamella moving like he was continuing to be moving. I want to see Hayward back, hopefully. I want to see Oubre back. I want to see Mason Plumley back. I want to see more from Kai Jones. I want him to show more discipline. I want him to get more minutes with that newfound discipline. And uh, yeah, I want to get an idea what the the main, like the crunch time guys will be. When, when times are tough, who do the Hornets turn to? Um, and I want to see our guys get the get their legs under them so they get the ground running. When they uh, when the season starts, but it's also that thing where it's like, oh man, are we playing our starters too much in blowouts? Because last thing we need is a guy to get injured during preseason and be out for a significant amount of time because of a preseason game. But it is, preseason is important, especially now with a lot of new guys on this team, and they need a mesh so they can hopefully comfortably compete this season without going through too much, too many growing pains early on. But it's exciting time. It's an exciting time. The next podcast will probably be out uh, Thursday. Um, yeah, I'll, in that episode, I'll talk about the Heat game and the Mavericks game. And then, you know, that next week, that next Wednesday, October 20th, it's on. Pacers, Hornets, 7 p.m. 
the start of the new NBA season. Let's go. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. I've been Sam. You've been great. I'll talk to you next week. Peace. Perfect. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.